What up, what up, what up? Welcome to the Petty Herbalist Podcast. It's your girl, Karina, sitting in my bed, vibing. So excited to be back with y'all, recording the podcast, being back with you, Asia, my Mm. love. And I am here on the land of the Tongva people. AKA Los Angeles, California. <laughs> yes, it's it's good to be here. It's good to be with you. Um, it's good to be with y'all. This is your girl, Asia and Jasper. And <laughs> we are on the Cheyenne, Ute, and Arapaho territories, um, also known as Aurora, Colorado. And I don't know where we'll be in the future because we are moving. Hey. <laughs> Love to hear it. Love, um, yeah, hearing about y'all's quest to find home. Mm. Um, yeah, this is going to be a really exciting time. So I'm excited for, yeah, all the updates on y'all's move. But also, I have some questions for you. And my main question is, what's going on in that medicine bag today? Mm -hmm. Well, um, the winter herbal immersion is uh, coming. Uh, We already have like nine students enrolled and I haven't even announced it publicly yet. Hey. Um, so shout out to y'all. And uh, so of course, like I'm doing all the work, um, reorganizing the syllabus and creating content and, but importantly, like the work itself. So I am mm-hmm. taking on the different practices, um, including my favorite protocol, which is black sesame. Um, mm. so I've been working with, uh, I made black sesame paste mm. uh, from scratch. Um, and I've been mm. having that and finding that it um, it is an agent that supports and modifies the dreams. And so mm. having that at night and, and recording uh, my dreams sort of in the morning and working those dreams, right? Um, mm. The work of a dream worker uh, <laughs> has been really revealing a lot of ancestral patterns and languages. And um, and so, yeah, I, I stick with my Black Sesame um, and love using her in many different ways and Gamasio um also which it's a good way to get the seaweed into your body mm. um and also kiza which oh that black paste is very uh it's <laughs> a palestinian um it's a palestinian innovation it's black seed and black sesame seed oh wow yeah so it's very bitter um and those bitters are really good for both the liver and the kidney combined oh um, nigella seed right that's right, Nigella. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that, you know, all black everything is in my medicine <laughs> bag. <laughs> yes. And uh, the spirit that I'm being led by today is Mullen Rabascom Vapsos. Yes. Um, and so we're riding with Mullen. You will hear and feel Mullen as we 
move through this podcast today. Beautiful. Um, I'm really feeling the all black everything. Okay. I'm beholding on to that. <laughs> Karina, um, the queen of darkness. Is it a black hoodie right now? <laughs> Listen, I be getting in trouble with the fucking E5 people because, you know, for all the ceremony shit, like every, no shit, for all the ceremonies and whatnot and rituals, you're supposed to be wearing white. And I be caught off guard because uh, sometimes I have to be here or there for Vive Brazil. And I happen to be wearing black. <laughs> you're not supposed <laughs> to wear black to rituals. So, you know. I'm just me though. Y'all need to accept accept me for you know being in my dark mermaid era. Okay. Just okay. Ooh, listen, Yemanja and Olokun, listen, they did a lot of work together, okay? <laughs> just saying. Y'all be forgetting. Y'all just be thinking that Yemanja, Yemanja is like wavy baby. But she be in the deep too, is all I'm saying. That's right. That's right. <laughs> people will prefer to pair Yamoya with Oshun, right? Yeah. Versus pairing her with Olokun. And I feel like that's where she really belongs. Like, I really yeah. want to emphasize, like, the dark mermaids um, and, and that deep, deep ocean work uh, that yeah. we all need, which is the season of winter itself. So, yeah, now is the time to explore the parts of you that are mermaid. Mm. Yes. What um, else is in your medicine bag? You know, um, I would say, oh, man, um, what's in my medicine bag is burdock root. Um, I happen to be at the Japanese store because um, my job is in Japantown in L.A. Saltel community. Shout out. And um, I was like, oh, I kind of want to get some things in here, which they have really great things. They have huge ass burdock root. And I'm like, wow, I <laughs> love my brother burdock. OK, a gobo okay. root, period. <laughs> so I had to go to the store and grab me some tings. So, yeah, I grabbed some gobo root. So I'm I'm trying to make some tincture um, real soon. Um, so that's in my medicine bag for practicality. Um, and then, um, I would say my big medicine though is, um, community coming through for me. Oh. Um, my friend Amy, shout out to her. Amy's a bad bitch. Okay. Um, she goes to the way LA also. I think she's on the board. Um, and you know, I just been talking about how my life is hard, but I'm like, it's honestly fine. Don't worry about me. And Amy actually hit me up and she was like, okay, so, so what's up? Like, what do you need? And I was like, I don't know what I need. Like, how do I even ask? And she was like, no, but literally. <laughs> and so, you know, she provided for some practical needs, which I love. Like she sent me some money for groceries, but also she was like, can I cook for you? That's it. Yes, that would be great. And so she brought me some food and uh, <laughs> oh my God, I cried. So not only did she put together like a whole box of food, like she made pozole, which was so good. And then she also like 
bought some tortillas to put on the side. She like got all the little sides too, the cilantro, the radish, like all cut up. <laughs> oh, and the onions. And then she was like, ooh, and then you can have some tostadas with the little, with the, um, what is it called? The tortillas that she bought. And she like made some like refried beans and then she bought some cheese to go with it. Mm. And then she also made some tea for me. It's like a ginger lemon she put like cloves and cinnamon honey like oh it was good you know I love a good tea okay um and so she um and then what else she brought me some persimmons and some um pomegranate and also some um some of her famous chocolate chip cookies that has walnuts in it this bitch, but not only did she bring the things, but she wrote a note. And the note was really beautiful because it was very like, what's on the menu? I brought you this because of this. This is how you can enjoy. I said, oh, not the intentionality. Uh-huh. So I was crying. I just love, I love gift giving because when it's intentional, it means the world. It means you're thinking about me. Yes. In every way. And so, um, yeah, that was huge medicine for me. I'm being blessed every time I even just like go in my refrigerator and see all the things that I can make with what she brought me. Um, Because, yeah, she made everything like so that I could have meals for days kind of thing, which is amazing. And you typically only see that happen when people are like, you know, sick or just had a baby or whatever. Right. But this being like, hey, oh, I'm sure you need help with just every day. Mm. That blessed me in, yeah, such deep ways. So I would say the medicine of community, medicine of intentionality, the medicine of like labor too. Mm. Girl, you're Mm. sitting there making fucking pozole. You're cutting up vegetable. Like that, you're... You're making a tea from scratch. I know that shit takes a long time. Right. And so, yeah, all the ways in which I was shown love, just, uh, you know, it might not have healed the things immediately, but it is, um, yeah, I think it is a catalyst for my healing. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm so grateful for that experience and the way I'll be experiencing it for the next couple days mm. oh amen amen shout out to amy for taking care of my wife but also <laughs> but also what is it like for you to be the recipient of the same kind of devotion that you give to the rest of the world yo it's hard um it's yeah when she reached out to me like and saying no 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 what, what do you actually need kind of thing it was hard for me to receive that. Um, and I would say, I don't know. I, I wonder if other people feel this way, but I, I'm wondering if anyone else feels like you never think that it's going to come to you. Because you think that like this is your gift for others, not necessarily that you would be a recipient. And not that I don't think I deserve it. It's just that I I just don't, I don't know. I never thought that I would need it. 
Yeah. And so, yeah, when someone is trying to give you something, you're like, do I even need this? Even though clearly <laughs> you do. <laughs> but like <laughs> changing that like mental space is difficult. Mm. So, yeah, I think for those people also who like find it hard to ask for help, who are usually like the people who give help, it's just that you don't ever think that you're going to be that person. Yeah. Needs it. So. Yeah, so you do need to force people sometimes be like, no, what do you need? I'm going to help you right now. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. And and people can't always articulate their needs either, especially when they're used to giving so much. And so sometimes you just got to assume, right? Mm-hmm. You're just like, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to go out on this leap and give you what I got, right? right. Yeah. Um. The song that's coming up is, uh, I need your money. It would help me. I need your car and I need your love. So won't you help a brother out? <laughs> yes. Thank you, Regina Spector, for teaching us how to tell you what we need. Okay. Listen, it's uh-huh. hard. It is hard, um, but I'm so glad that like you put a call out to community and the community responded. And I just feel like that's so emblematic of the the way that you practice Christianity, honestly, like mm-hmm. you are constantly in this wave, the cycle of reciprocity with call and response. And you're usually the responder. Mm. and now you're the caller but it doesn't matter who's a responder and who's the call when it's a cycle because it just keeps going you know so I love to I love to hear it and I'm so glad that you know people are responding for you I love to hear it it really lifts up my heart (sighs) yeah you know like it's the only kind of Christianity that I've always vibed with was the Christianity that was literally inspired by Christ that was started like in uh, the book of the Bible called Acts. And uh, one of my favorite scriptures um, in Acts is in Acts 2, I think 42. It's talking about like how everyone lived in community and no one lacked anything because everyone had like a thing that they gave to the community kind of thing. Some would call it communism. (laughs) um (laughs) but um yeah it's the the only christianity part of christianity that really vibes with me that will always vibe with me um because it's directly inspired by christ not any of this like religious ass shit which there are some good things that come from the religion part of christianity but yeah that material part of just people being in community and lacking nothing is everything Yes. So I'm glad that, you know, we have a community like that um, and we're creating some radical ass community because our church is not going to exist any longer. Um, Our pastor can't do a shout out to Pastor Jazz, who was like, I I'm a head out. <laughs> this is too much. I need time off. Right. Um, Doing this by myself was way too much. So I don't know what to tell y'all. And we're like, well, great. Now it's time for us to do our community. Well, maybe we're going to make it. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's time for y'all to act. Exactly. It's time for us to take on our community. 
I love yeah. the the only parts of religion that matter for me are like the material, right? Mm -hmm. Like <clears throat> the storytelling's really great and really cute, but at the end of the day, what's the material reality? Right. Um, and I think that's that's my that's the black feminist Marxist in me is like keeping my eye on not the storytelling, but the material reality that those stories are shaping. Um, and so, you know, my favorite experiences um, have been with religions that that really attend to the material well-being of not just their practitioners, but of the people surrounding them. Um, right. The Sikhs in India saved my life on multiple, multiple occasions. Mm. It was the, they were like the jewel in, in that whole experience there because the way that they were in the world mm. was just so like, it, it, they were just everything. And um, I'm really grateful to them. And I went to a Sikh temple and they did not make you convert to eat. They didn't make you mm -hmm. pray to their God to eat. They, mm -hmm. and, and not only did they feed you, but they kept coming around until you had to say, I've had enough. Mm -hmm. And they do that every single day, mm -hmm. every single day. And for me, like, that was Jesus Christ frequency. Right. Right. Like that was an act, right? They were in service. So mm. I'm so happy that you all are learning and moving in the world and understanding that how we treat the material bodies, the flesh, the blood, all of these things, like that's what, that's what really makes a religion what it is, right? You know, we could keep talking about all the things, but what we actually can't <laughs> talk about, I mean, is related to Christ. Yeah. Um, and is related to the series that we've been in that we mm. are going to be ending today so beautifully. And so, Asia, what are we talking about today? Myrrh. <laughs> we are talking about myrrh today. Yeah. Comifora mira, <laughs> as it's known, <laughs> as the tree is known in the botanical world. Mm. And this this particular uh, tree is in the Bursaceae family, Yay. along with frankincense and cobal and some of our other um, our other allies. Uh, but myrrh is really beautiful and specific. Um, to, of course, the Middle East, Yemen, and Somalia is the birthplace of myrrh. Significant stands of myrrh inhabit the Geysen on the Red Sea coast. Mm. Um, yeah, and myrrh has a lot of associations with um, sort of ancient Egypt. There's this ancient Egyptian legend of the phoenix that appears at 500 year intervals and it mm. sets out from its homeland in arabia uh, on a journey to the sanctuary of the sun in egypt and it brings its feathers sealed in an egg of myrrh um, and so myrrh has been really significant to middle eastern cultures um, 
for centuries, for even thousands of years. Um, and it is imbued with um, a number of, of spiritual and, and physical uses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shout out to one of the most famous stories um, that includes myrrh. And we talked about it the last time when we were talking about frankincense, but um, once upon a time, there was a little baby born named Jesus Christ, Emmanuel, and um, there are other names, but you know, those are the famous, the, the famous Christmas name is Emmanuel, which means God with us. And uh, when baby Jesus was born, um, there were three Zoroastrians. Zoroastrian priests, also called wise men, who, um, according to their astrology, there was going to be a gift, um, a significant event um, that they needed to attend following the stars. And so they found baby Jesus, but they couldn't come empty handed. They had to come with the best because there is a significant event happening, remember? And so they brought three, three gifts or the legend has it that they brought three gifts. They brought gold, they brought in, uh, frankincense, and they brought myrrh to baby Jesus. Um, and they were, some were, would ask, why gold, frankincense, and myrrh? Like, wouldn't you think gold costs more than frankincense and myrrh? But at the time, that was not the case. They were all within the same Christworthiness empires were built fought um, land was fought over especially in um, the horn of africa somalia eritrea that area ethiopia that land was fought over for the tomophoria myrrh trees um, to be um, to have power over the trade of myrrh so this was a very valuable commodity back in the day and still is very much so now and and what happened uh, when the wise man met Jesus? What was that like? You know, I don't know what it was like. However, this fulfilled some sort of prop prophecy for the Zoroastrians, you know, which I mentioned last week was very powerful in me opening my very narrow lens of Christianity because I thought that you had to uh, believe certain things in order to encounter Christ. But mm. these people came from a very different religion and mm. still found Christ. You know, their um, their prophecies, their philosophies, all them, all their uh, astrological practices led them to Jesus Christ. So I'm sure it was everything. And you know, it's interesting that in many places around the world who celebrate Christmas, um, the King's Day or the Wise Men Day, or uh, yeah, I think they also call them the Three Kings, um, like in Dominican Republic, um, Los Reyes or Dia de los Reyes is the day where people get gifts. So um, although they do celebrate Christmas on the 24th, which is called Noche Buena. Um, that's when you have food with your family, but the kids don't actually get gifts until January 6th, which is the King's Day. Mm. So it's interesting how that 
um, had such impact on the world in that way. Yes, I think about trying to understand what's happening uh, historically at the time of that story and why frankincense and myrrh would be uh, so valuable, as valuable as gold. Mm. Um, What's really beautiful about myrrh and frankincense is that they both have the ability to preserve the flesh, but myrrh in particular um, has been used in mummification. Mm. Um, It is... uh, active against worms, active against pests. It's antibacterial. It's antiviral. We have Mm. to remember that folks maybe didn't have access to antiseptics. Mm. And so antiseptic plants may have been some of the most powerful medicines that you can come about, especially um, sort of in harsher, more desert-like environments. Mm. Um, the, the medicines sort of that they need, these plants were burned to rid themselves of pest and pestilence, like inside and outside of the body, right? Mm. These are plants that were active against decay, decay Mm. of all types, rotting flesh, all sorts of things. Um, and so when I'm thinking about like these, these bombs and, the kinds of medicine that people had access to, you could understand that these bombs were life or death, right? We didn't have um, a bacterial worldview 2000 years ago, Mm. right? But people could understand that plants like myrrh, right? Could drive away, right? Ailments can drive away disease, could drive away all of these things. And so of course they got elevated to gold because what's the point of having metal if you don't have your life to hold, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so I can understand given the context of of how these gifts would have been given to Christ, especially because of their ability to preserve and to help things to preserve especially Mm -hmm. through what we know would be challenges and the challenges that were to come to this particular prophet. So um, I think it's, it's telling. Yeah. And, you know, the story of Christ of the birth of Christ is really important, especially this time of year that it's Christmas, but also in this particular time in history where there is, I don't even know how to call it at this point other than genocide taking place on the same land where Jesus Christ was born. Um, Jesus Christ, a Palestinian Jew, was born in the city of Bethlehem. And right now in the city of Bethlehem, they say we can't even celebrate Jesus's birth because in this place right here, there's a genocide and we cannot celebrate. What is there to celebrate? And um, they only really have one sort of decoration, which isn't even a decoration. It's kind of like a diorama um, that has rubble and a plastic baby doll is placed in the rubble with a candle to represent what's happening right now and also represents what would have happened to baby Jesus had he been born right now. And so, um, yeah, thinking about myrrh and thinking about preservation 
of flesh. I just, if you have myrrh, I think it would be an amazing offering and prayer to burn for the people of Palestine who are trying to preserve what's little left of life for them. Yeah, for these unspeakable atrocities and to help preserve and even, you know, a spiritual sense, the bodies of those who were lost because of um, this disgusting war. Um, yeah, I pray that, you know, that there is myrrh and there is incense to prevent whatever fungal infections can be taking place in such unsanitary conditions right now. That's right. That's right. Um, I pray that it will heal sore throats, that it heals all sorts of incest, um, intestinal worms that are, you know, at foot um, in people's bodies who are not receiving proper nutrition. I just, yeah, I invoke the spirit of myrrh um, as well as the physical reality. Yeah, we're intentionally being silent because there's just so much happening and so much to wrap your head around as a human with all this loss. You know, you can act however you feel like you can. And like I mentioned, even if you have myrrh with you, burn it in prayer and solidarity. And when you think of the Jesus story, yeah, invoke the spirit of Jesus too in that area and what Jesus did and how Jesus looked after the marginalized people. Invoke that same spirit for protection over the people right now. And for our hearts too, that are seeing all these images and videos of things that you would never thought you'd see ever in your whole life. You know, protect your own mind and spirit. Mm. Amen. Do you have a word of advice? Um, I think a practical piece of advice when you're engaging with resins is remember that there had to be a lot of sacrifice to get the resin. Um, uh, these resins are tree blood. And in order for you to get the resin, you have to injure the plant. And so, yeah, if you ever get frankincense, myrrh, some of these other resins like opal that we talked about, be so gentle and kind with the sacrifice that you have right in front of you. Um, don't just consume it. Like we consume so many things in our lives. Um, but yeah, sit with the sacrifice um, and be and honor it and enjoy. It's okay to enjoy something that was so sacrificial too you know um we enjoy all of our food i enjoy fried chicken okay um yeah i would say understand the sacrifice but also enjoy and know that you deserve yeah you deserve the good things that come from life even if they come from pain yeah that's all i got life has been hard for me but I got a really good word from this Uber driver yesterday. <laughs> he was he was the cutest old man, I tell you. But God, truly, 
um yeah a a a manifestation of deity or a prophet or something the man had a word for me as soon as i got in the car like <laughs> it's so great and the word was exactly what i needed um he said he had two words for me patience and to keep it going keep it moving that I have so much in store for me. And that he was like, I'm literally sent to tell you this. Oh, he was the cutest old man. Apparently he used to be like um, a recording art, a famous recording artist back in the day. It was everything. Oh, God. So blessings on him. But uh, yeah, if if you needed that word, I hope you can take that on. Because sometimes life is hard. And you got to be patient. Um, and you got to keep moving and I'm okay with both of those you know it's but here we are so that's what I got for y'all today mm. what about you babe um my bougie auntie word of advice I can't stop um thinking about the bodies I can't stop thinking about the bodies. My teacher, Sergio Magana, um, he's an Awat uh, practitioner of dreams of all of all the things in Mexico City. Um, and he was talking about the 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 elements and the elementals and what he said about the earth is that like, the earth loves humans. The earth loves its creation so much. And that violence brings pain to the earth. Mm. And so if you dream of violence, right, the earth, uh, the earth is in pain. The earth suffers. And I think about the earth as a body and what it might be like to have bombs dropped so many bombs exploding on that piece of land that is the earth destroying institutions and bodies and plants and trees and farms and just you know what part of the earth's body is that and I would imagine that it shows up like eczema right mm. on the body of the earth and I can imagine the body of the earth like understanding that it needs to pay attention to the eczema understanding that the eczema is a is an indicator of something going wrong maybe it's the liver of the mm. body maybe there's something about anger or flexibility right but whatever is causing this eczema it's like we as humans as a manifestation of the earth can't help but to pay attention can't help but to be called right, to where our earth is experiencing pain. Um, and so my, my bougie auntie word of advice um, is to pay attention to the pain. It might be nice to ignore what's happening in our bodies, right? But the pain is always a communication. It's always an indicator. It's always a conversation that says, watch me, that there is something here for you to learn, that there is something here for you to pay attention to. Um, 
And so when I think about the bombs, especially the way that frankincense and myrrh have been used to create some of the world's most powerful bombs that are active against cancers of all kinds, um, what it would what would it be like to make medicine for the body of the earth? Um, and so my bougie auntie word of advice is that make your medicine, pay attention to the pain. Um, and, and remember that our path as herbalists, our path is to pay attention to the bodies. Mm. Do not let any story distract you from the actual material reality of the bodies, the bodies that are suffering, the bodies that are arguing with their right? Families at dinner, the bodies that are being kicked out of protests, the bodies that are protesting, the bodies that are in rubble, the bodies that are start, like, sh- just pay attention to the bodies, pay mm. attention to your body. Do not ignore the pain. Mm. Um, and that's my bougie auntie word of advice. Mm. Thanks, babe. Yeah, that's all many of us can do at the moment. Um, and I love understanding pain as an indicator that we need a little more attention to that area Mm. and not just to pop a Tylenol or an Advil when you feel pain, but to see it as an indicator that it needs a little more love and care and perhaps a new perspective. Thanks for that, babe. Um, and thank y'all so much for being homies for being friends for being lovers of ours um for supporting us in all the ways that y'all do um shout out to those of y'all who have money and who've been supporting us through patreon patreon.com slash petty herbalist to support this podcast and yeah thank y'all for being including asia Thank y'all for being amazing patrons. Like literally this is sustaining, this is supporting to sustain my life right now. So I really appreciate that. Um, And I value this podcast so much. Um, And, you know, those of y'all who are patrons of Bones, Bugs, and Botany, including myself, (laughs) uh, (laughs) patreon.com slash Bones, Bugs, and Botany. Um, Asia sent us some really cool stuff lately. Um, she sent us a yoga nidra. Um, so you will be able to engage with things like that. Um, Asia loves us so much. And so you will be receiving things that'll just bless your whole spirit. Mm. So if you're not supporting, please do support us in whatever ways that you can. Um, other ways are social media follow us um you know like things um we have so much there on the instagram for you that you can check out um as well as join asia's newsletter that's also available because again asia loves us so much and make sure that we're informed and that we can (laughs) be a part of all the cool stuff going on Um, And we'll get into some of the cool stuff going on in a minute. Um, But also, remember, you can help out by simply leaving a review. You know, on Spotify, you can leave five stars because you love us so much. 
or you have beef with us, so you leave like a three. And then what you do with that beef is you send us an email. <laughs> you can send us an email or a DM. Um, email, you can email Karina at pettyorbliss.com or pettyorbliss at gmail.com, whichever. I check both of them. Um, so if you got beef, let us know why, how we can improve, or just, you know, we like to argue. So send us what you got. <laughs> um but yeah, um, that's all we got. Um, Asia, would you like to make your formal announcement? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, war, conflict, it's all fire, right? Mm -hmm. When you rub two sticks together, you get a flame, right? You get inflammation, you get mm -hmm. this burning, you get destruction, you get, you get all that we see, right? when fire is not applied judiciously. Mm. Um, I am a West African and I like to mind my own West African business. Mm -hmm. And in minding my own West African business, I bear water. Mm. I don't burn smoke. I make baths, right? I have water on right now <laughs> mm -hmm. and this winter um i take students into the portal of water itself and we mm -hmm. learn the medicine of restoration we learn the medicine of water the medicine of the kidney the medicine of healing and i do it with my best friends mm -hmm. as teachers as guides as leaders mm -hmm. um and so this opportunity is open and available to you all to uh, swim in the healing waters with your favorite mermaid. Mm. Um, and we will explore multiple protocols for restoring our bodies after burnout, right? Mm. After stress, after trauma. You cannot sleep. Your teeth are falling out. Your hair is graying. You're, all of these things, right, are a byproduct of a world that hurts. Yeah. And we have the healing waters for you. So if you want to learn about the medicine of water with me and my homies, mm -hmm. uh, if you want to learn how to restore yourself using water medicine, then the winter herbal immersion is for you. The winter herbal immersion is every winter. Mm -hmm. uh, it is an intensive. So it is Saturday mornings and Tuesday evenings for uh, a month. Mm -hmm. And um, I look forward to uh, teaching you the ways of the mermaid. Yay. I'm so excited. <laughs> that was such a great explanation of the course it's really fun y'all we have a grand old time and so yeah i'll see y'all there um yeah let's let's get in the water together let's wade in the water wade in the water children wade in the water God's going to trouble the water. It's true. Y'all going to catch the spirit too at the course. So, okay. <laughs> <laughs>
Come on down. Come on down and remember to stay ready. And be petty. We'll see y'all next week. Bye. Bye.